What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Jano Knows Podcast. I am Josh Nolan, and here we are, back-to-back days with the podcast. Um, the The quarantine podcast streak is going to stay alive. We're going to keep bringing them to you. Um, I don't know what they're all going to look like. Some, I think we're going to have some interviews. We're going to have some Q&As. We're going to have just some, some quick, you know, positive hitters for you. We're just going to keep putting them together, keep pushing stuff out there, keep trying to keep the morale high. Um, so stay tuned. Please like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. Um, make sure you're tuning in to our Instagram, our Facebook um, to stay up to date with any um, workouts, any um, positive messages, anything that we have going. We're going to be pumping it out on on there um, as well as YouTube. Um, so make sure you're staying, staying up to date with all of that. Today, I got to talk to my good friend, Joey Gione. I may have butchered his last name right there. He's only told me how to really say it once. So that's his fault. We'll just blame him. No, um, co- uh, my friend, Joey, he's a teacher here in Reno. He's also one of the coaches at Silver State Wrestling Academy, and he's from Jersey, and he's just a a, a great guy. We, he's uh, been a great asset to our club, our family. He's a great friend. Um, so we talk about everything from the what to do in this uh, quarantine life, all the way back to his college wrestling and high school wrestling days. So it's a great conversation. We had a lot of fun. Had a lot of good little nuggets in there, so enjoy. Please, like I said, stay tuned. Appreciate you guys. Bye. What's going on, man? I'm chilling, dog. How are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. Living, living that. You know, it is. It is. Uh, being quarantined is like a thing, but also, you know, I, I kind of don't do a whole lot outside of the house except for wrestling. So in my daily life right now isn't really that much affected that i'm kind of noticing that well i saw this i saw this meme online the other day where it's like uh when you find out your daily life is called quarantine or something like that right i thought thought it was hilarious because a lot of people live that like you know that lifestyle of just 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 chilling all the time and i thought about it the other day and i was like sometimes i leave my apartment at you know seven o'clock and I don't get back until nine if I go straight to practice after you know like right so this is a ginormous change for me where I'm just kind of cooped up especially teaching online I'm, I'm stuck in front of my computer all day just waiting you know for students to need help so it's crazy is that, man is that is that driving you a little bit more nuts just like having to like figure out like how to do shit all day well yeah I mean the thing is, like, like, you know, the the reason why I like teaching is the interaction with the kids, you know, and seeing their facial expressions and, you know, and, and really getting a good read on where they're at in life and where they're at in, in their lessons. So, you know, not being able to do that and just helping, like, virtually, like, I feel like just, you know, I almost feel helpless in a way where I can't, I don't feel like I'm being effective, but you can only do so much from sitting behind a computer screen, you know? No, totally. Like, I, yeah, I totally am. I'm with you on that. Cause like, like that's the thing about with 
coaching wrestling and like the way that I approach wrestling anyways, it's not like, like I could give a shit less about like whether like the, what, what moves we're teaching or what, like, you know, what, you know, is going into the lesson or what it's those interactions with the kids and seeing, you seeing them start to evolve as people and start to start, start to evolve as athletes. So, you know, it really has nothing to do with the wins and losses and everything. So like, for me, like not having coached in, you know, a couple weeks now, it's like, oh, it's driving me crazy because it's just like I, I I miss the kids and I want, you know, to know, like, you know, when you're coaching them every day, you know that they're, at least for a portion of the day, doing things that, that are putting them in a better position and, and bettering their, their lives, bettering their current situation. And right now it's like, you know, we're sending out – sending out uh information and videos for them to watch and techniques for them to do and and workouts for them to follow but dude are they doing them shoot i don't know it's like <laughs> yeah you, that, yeah you know, we, and that's we, the thing you got to do when you're you're kind of molding a program and uh you know you got to in, install that that dedication in them and that discipline and hope they follow through and there's not much more you can do you know right. and that, that's that comes that is something you can directly control is what you what you instill in your kids but you know whether they follow or not that's not on you unfortunately you know right exactly and and yeah and it's just like especially you know for us and maybe maybe it's it's best if we if we do a little circle back right now and and and, and come back to to this situation and and talk about like so our the reason that you and I are even friends and the you, you and I are even working together and, 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 you know, doing all these things with, with wrestling, with Silver State Wrestling Academy is so on the, on the most random chance, you know, I, I guess, I don't know what, what you call it, but you and I both moved to Reno, Nevada from different parts of the country in, in August, right? You moved in August. Yep, yep, like beginning of August. Yeah, so like, yeah, we got here on like the 4th, I think it was. And, and so a, co- like a, a month or two after that, you reached out to me and were like, yo, I'm, I, I, I'm a former college wrestler, former college All-American. Um, uh, I, I, want, I want to help your program. And like, to be honest, like when I get – I, I've I've received those messages before, and you always take them with a grain of salt because it's like, well, like you know, I got my own thing going right now, man. I don't know if I want to infuse somebody else's, you know, kind of crazy philosophy. I don't know you, and so I, you know, we texted back and forth for a little bit, and then Cliff Fretwell texts me. He goes, "Yo, I I told my man to hit you up," and those of you guys don't don't know Cliff. Cliff is runs a, a great club out in uh out in Georgia. He's compound clothing. Um you can see that 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 his brand on clothes, on gear, on on countless things. He's a mogul. Kind of, you know, he he does a, does a lot with this sport. And so I I really, you know, look up to the things that he's done and is doing and you know, try to emulate a lot of the things that that he he he's done and and is going to do. And so when he tells me, I'm like, all right, I mean, this guy got to get together. I got to see what this cat's all about. So fast forward a little bit, we meet, 
I think, you know, for me, it was like right away. I was like, I came home, told Teresa, I'm like, yo, this, this guy's for real. Like he's, he's young. He, he's fired up. Like, you know, we got to talk and we, we had very similar like approaches to it had. And what, what really hit me was our similar like collegiate past and our uh, similar, like kind of like trips and falls. And, and then kind of at the very end, we finally reached a goal, but also fell short at the same time. And I could see the fire because I feel that fire in you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so, um, you know, like, and the thing, like, to before I get into, like, some of the falls I had, I don't know if you were going to go there or not. But, um, no, I think it's good because, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, I mean, not not necessarily the falls, but, like, not in depth about any of that, but just, you know, for me, I've said on this podcast a couple of times is one of the best things that ever happened to me was not becoming a national champion um, for San Francisco State. It it was my ultimate goal. It was the thing that drove me. It was the thing that that I thought about every single day for five years. And when I fell short, I had to figure out what that meant and how to use that to make sure that nobody else has to feel that feeling that I had. It 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 was less of a poor me and more of a like, you know, like I need to make this so other people don't have to feel this or at least do my best to help them not feel this way. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean, and the funny thing is like we had we had similar similar past like so you know, I was at Lock Haven. Um I w- I started for 3 years there. And then, uh, I mean, my freshman year, I was I was in and out of lineup. It was just depending on when Danny Neff was was hurt, and he was an All American, so I was kind of backing him. And then sophomore year, I I crept my way into the lineup like halfway through. Um, they were there was talk about redshirting me a little bit, but that was about it. Cause, and then Dan went up a weight, and then they needed someone to fill that spot, so I jumped in there. And then my uh, my junior year. Um, they wanted me to start at 133, and then in the preseason, I was weighing like, you know, 161. <laughs> so I was cutting like a crazy amount of weight. So like my freshman year, I was 149. My sophomore year, I was 141. And then my 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 junior year, I was 133. And you know, we had a coaching change, and it just wasn't for me anymore. And it was like it was so heartbreaking. Um, you know when the thing that you love the most and you found so much joy in doing was hurting me, you know? And I was just like, dang, like this, this ain't it. Like this, this is a horrible life. Like, like I'm, you know, like I was just living the wrong life. And so I decided to backtrack a little bit and I stepped away and I was, I was really lost. Like I, and for a while I really hated wrestling and that's just bottom line. Like I was so salty at it. I didn't want to, I didn't even want to step on the mat. But then my parents called me and was like, you know, like you gotta, you gotta do this. Like you gotta finish it out. Like you, like it shapes your life, you know. And that's the weird thing. It, it just puts so much structure in life. So fast forward a bit, you know, I I, I transferred to um, a college that was, I think, zero and twelve, because no other college wanted to take me. And I was a Division three team. Like I was hitting up all these schools and. They 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 brought me in for a visit, and then they're like, ah, we don't know if we can take you because we don't know your lifestyle, we don't know this, we don't know that, and I was just like, all right, you know, like, dang, 
So my dad's best friend ran the program, um, Elizabethtown in Pennsylvania, and he was like, hey, I'll take you in, but you mess up once you're out. And I was like, deal. There you, you know, go. I needed, I needed that one shot, and they gave me that shot. And I had no choice but to put faith in, like, the people in front of me. And I was like, all right, I'll do it, you know. And they, they structured my life, and they kind of put me on the right path again. And, you know, I, I took – I wound up taking sports. And um, as much as I was proud of it, you know, and it really – like, I remember being on the podium, like, trying to hold back tears of, like – pain like I was so upset that I didn't get to where I needed to be and I was like so bitter and I was so angry and I had so many questions that like never got answered at the time you know and uh you know I because I put myself in that position and I, I didn't cut any corners for the first time in my life and I I did everything right and then you know, I was like, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. You know, I was supposed to win. I was in the semifinals. I had a true freshman in the semifinals. The kid's good. You know, he's a three-time All-American. Um, you know, he's, he's probably going to win it next year. But, you know, he's good. And I and I just, for the first time in my career, I just lost. I didn't choke. I didn't, I didn't mess up. I, I just lost. Like, flat-out lost. I don't think he was better than me. And But it just happened. And at the time, I was so bitter. And unlike you, you wanted to figure it out right away. My, my first reaction was like, I didn't want anything to do with wrestling. <laughs> like, like, get me out of here. Yeah. Like I, like the second I came off the mat, I untied my shoes. I threw my shoes in the garbage. I threw my headgear in the garbage. I threw my singlet out. I like, <laughs> didn't want anything to do with anything with wrestling. I was like, this sport has put me through everything and I can't do it anymore. Like, I, I don't want anything to do with it. Like my little brother, he wrestles at Penn. He was asking me to work work out with him, and I couldn't even get myself to do it. Like just really bitter towards it, and it took me a while to uh, to figure to just gently get back. And it almost felt like I quit again, you know, like because when I quit, my brother was was you know he was a top ten recruit, and he was trying to get me to come in for practices, and I I wouldn't even go in for practices at that time. And it felt exactly the same. Like, every time I laced on my shoes, like, just didn't feel right. And, you know, now I finally made it to that point where I'm okay with helping kids out and, you know, doing the same thing you said, like, not – so they don't have to deal with what I had to deal with. But at the same time, and, like, you know, it's I, I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't butthurt about it still, you know. Sure, it, and it should hurt, right? Like, that's what – like – I, the conversations that I've had with former athletes, you know, guys that have come up short when, when, you know, you know, in the national finals and, you know, in the blood rounds at Fargo, like these big matches where they do fall short, you know, I'm, I'm much more prepared now to get them through that to the next stage and, and understanding and letting them know that like, yo, it should freaking hurt. Like you invest yeah. a lot of this, like, you should expect to win. You should want to win. You should be freaking pissed off when you do lose. But you shouldn't let that, you know, throw you into a, a deep funk. I'm not going to let you go into a deep funk and let this, you know, ruin relationships and ruin, uh, you know, your academics, ruin, you know, your personal life because I know that on the other side of these failures, on the other side of these, you know, at the time, you know, our biggest heartbreaks 
are amazing things, you know, like, you know, yeah, some of the, some of the greatest things, my, my whole entire, you know, life after college has been shaped on, on the fact that I came up short. And at the time, dude, I didn't realize that. I didn't recognize that. I, you know, like I said, and I, I, I had an entire year left of college where, you know, I, I really found coaching and I found, you know, my passion for what I want to do that, that led me to, to college coaching, which led me to legends of gold, which led me to, to being able to be in a position where I can open up my own club. But at the time when I'm a 21 year old kid and I just had my heart ripped out of my chest, you know, I was, of course I, you know, I was sad and I was hurt, but you know, luckily, you know, there's always been, amazing people in my life and, and, and amazing people uh, presenting me with opportunities that deserved or undeserved. I'm, I'm not really sure all the time, but luckily I've, I've been able to, to, to take them and kind of run with them and, and, and use them to, to push myself forward. And, and, you know, I like, I like to think helping push other people forward because, you know, as a coach, you know, there's never been, never been a team to, have 10 NCAA champions. There's never been a, a state to have, you know, I don't know how many weight classes there are between cadets and juniors and girls and everything like that, but there's never been a state to have all those national titles. Like you're going to have kids that, that come up short, but are, are you the type of coach that, that lets that define them? Or are you the type of coach that, you know, helps them use that to propel themselves to the next great thing that they're going to do? And, and, and th- that type of mentality, I think, can bleed over into so much more. Like, like you and I were talking on the phone yesterday, and you know, this given situation that we're all in, where there is no wrestling, there is no gyms, really, there is no um, these extracurricular things that that we'd all rather be doing. But what can we still do right now to make sure that our kids, our athletes, the people that are looking to us? to lead them what can we do for them right now to make sure that when we come out on the other side we're in good shape when we come out on the other side we're going to hit the ground running and we're not going to have to you know go knock down doors to to get these kids in and and you know do we have all the answers yet i don't think so but i i'm i'm sure gonna gonna work my tail off and i know you are too that's why that's why I have you involved with this. That's why I, I want you involved with it because we're both mentally capable and, and, and so invested in it, in these kids that we want to make sure that on the other side of this is, is that son and other side of this is that are, are those, you know, great moments, you know? Yeah. And you, and you know, what's funny um, is, is that me? Well, well, when I first met you, like, you know, like you were, we were just getting, you were just getting started. I wasn't even part of it. You're like, dude, I only got like five or six kids. I'm just the exact number. And you were like, you were definitely under eight kids. Like, I remember oh, you were yeah. even close to 10. And I was like, dang, like, you know, like, I didn't I know what to think about it. But then I met up with you, we talked, and then I was like, dang, you kind of speak the same lingo. And like, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, the more that it was in infantry that like it or infancy, sorry. Um, we're creating the more an infantry. That I realized that 
it, it was more appealing because I was like, dang, we can create this. I don't have to jump into it and have to listen to like, a dude tell me what to do. Like, this is an opportunity where I can, like, directly impact kids with another guy, and we're making this together. We're kind of building this culture, and I thought that was super cool. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and that's like, yeah, I think it's such a, a cool situation to be on the ground level of, of something, you know, and, and I, you know, like your club back in Jersey, you know, short thing, like you've seen the, the growth of that, I'm sure over the years. And for me, legends of gold over the years and, and to see, you know, and even the, my, the college programs that I've been a part of, you know, Northern state university, you know, going from cut to being, you know, a, a, a top 15, top 20 team, Wayland Baptist from being, you know, just kind of the only school in Texas to being, you know, a school that's, uh, you know, consistently producing All-Americans and, and female world champions and, and things like that. So, and to to know that those things are capable, if, if you create the right team, if you create the right culture, that's, it, that's so exciting to me. And that's why, you know, like, like you said, when, when we first got to talking, it was like, all right, we're speaking the same language, you know, because that, that, that was definitely important important to me to know that like and I was yeah like like you said I was straight up with you like yo we're not big right now we're not but I'm telling you like I've got massive massive ideas I've got massive hopes and dreams and and I I want to assemble the the all-star squad around me so that we can do this and you know right now it's it's me you and tree and and we're pushing forward and you know and and Reno, I was just thinking about this today because, um, you know, sending out some tough emails this morning just with, you know, the current situation and trying to help as many families as possible and, and just touching baseball on them and, and receiving some, some great phone calls and some great feedback. And even though we're so new in this area, we've we've really got some great people that have our backs already and, and you know, tough times you know, can, can reveal that very quickly. And so, you know, it's, it's a little bit, you know, it's, it's hard right now, but it's a blessing to know that, you know, we're, we're, we're creating the right culture. We're creating the right people and families around us and, and people that want to support um, our vision and, and that they see the value in the things that we're doing. And, and it's, it's exciting still, like, even though, even though it's, it's, it's down, like we're not out, dude. And we're not, it's just the beginning. So well, the funny thing is, dude, like that, like, you know, all these clubs got put on hold, but like, we're, at least I haven't seen any, like on my social media, like I haven't seen any other clubs, like still pumping out content and still pumping out like stuff like that. You know, like we just got our kids, like some mindset training, which is Betty brothers. They're, they're the best in the game, you know? Yeah. And like, we're still we're still going, and the thing is, like, we're not in infancy in um, infancy anymore. Like, we, <laughs> I wouldn't consider a club just starting when you're getting like consistently over eight, like fifteen kids in the high school class, and then another ten coming in for elementary. What get being the given day, you know? So like, right, we already took off like a bit, you know, but we're just getting started, which is the, which is the cool part. But the thing is like, I think it's so important that we stay on these kids. Cause have you ever like, 
have you ever got hurt and then you go to the doctors and you just get like a checkout and then he's like, Hey man, you're cleared. Like you're good to go. And you're like, what? You know, like yeah. that, that, that initial shock feeling where you're like, Oh God, like I got to get on the mat again. Like I'm not even close to where I need to be, you know? Yeah. And that I had that my senior year when I blew out my elbow, like the first match of the year. I just, I just placed that super 32. I was super confident going into the season. I was like top three in the state, like being ranked. I was ranked in the country. And then all of a sudden, like, I broke my elbow the first match, and then I'm, like, coming back a little bit. And I think I still needed, like, a couple more weeks. But then the doctor's like, hey, like, you're good to go. And I was like, what? You know, and, like, this shock feeling. And I don't want my kids, you know, or our kids to have that shock feeling of, like, all right, we're, we're starting up. Like, you know, you got a tournament next week, too. And then they're like, well, dang, like, I didn't do anything. Right. So yeah. I want to prepare them as much as they can to like, because they're always going to get that shock feeling of like, oh, okay, like we got to get started again, you know, and that's, that's an awful feeling that I don't want them to go through. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. The, yeah, the, the key is to, is to welcome that, that competition, like whether, whether you're prepared or not, you, you know, as, as long as you're mentally can put yourself in there and mentally get yourself, you know, to where you're ready to put it all on the line again, like, that's where you got to be. And that takes, you know, that, those daily reminders, those daily little check-ins, those, you know, encouraging words, you know, like I was talking about it yesterday and it's just like, like we're in a time right now where, where every little interaction matters, like no matter yeah. what it is, it like, and this can, this is, you know, outside of wrestling as well. Like every little interaction that we have can make a difference. Every little interaction we have, can boost somebody or keep somebody out of uh, out of a hole can keep them from making a decision that is going to you know put push them in a in a negative uh in, a, in towards a negative route or whatever but so it's just constantly being aware dude like cuz it's hard like i woke up this morning like <laughs> i i'm not going to say exactly what it was but i the first text i get this morning and I got it last night, but I was asleep, and I answered, or I get the text at 5 a.m., and it's it's not what I want to see, basically. It's it's telling me that I, I can't do something that I was really looking forward to doing, and I mean, that that right there, like, it, it, it just, it pushed me into a funk, and I'm sitting there, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm waiting, and I'm kind of, like, ticked off, and I'm kind of just scrolling through Instagram, kind of feeling sorry for myself, being a little baby, and then I'm like, you know what, like, I got to do something. So that's when, you know, I just get on and I just start putting together workouts for the kids. And I start going on and finding videos for these kids. Because as, as much as I'm doing it for them, at that point, I'm doing it for myself, too. Because, like, I, if, if I expect them to, to keep it going forward, I, my ass better be going forward, too. And, yeah, you know, it's it's so easy to just let yourself slip into these funks but if you're prepared if you're if you're ready to to pull yourself out then then you're going to be able to so it's just keeping that mindset and keeping that you know the faith in your dreams yeah. and the faith in in the people around you alive yeah and the thing I'm nervous about is like I say this all clears up right whatever that might be and there's only like 3 weeks so far so far ago like, are our kids ready? Are they going to be ready? You know, do they feel ready? 
So it's like a lot of questions that like they have to be like ready to pop up and get to work for however much time they have to to the big dance, you know, because me and you talk about this all the time. Like Nevada is like, you know, it's not known for their wrestling, you know, and that that's not a secret, you know. Right. I think people know that. So Fargo for for kids in Nevada is crucial to get to get recruited, you know. So, you know, I I we. It's like almost like Fargo. We treat as as other states treat as their states. You know, like this is their state tournament. Like Fargo has to be our state tournament because you know holds a lot more weight. Absolutely, and our have to be ready for that. So it's like we have to, you know, make sure that we're being proactive for our kids and ourselves. You know, we gotta stay sharp. If, if you know, say we sit on our, our butts for you know a couple of weeks while this all is going on, and then. All of a sudden, we got to get ready. We got to get our athletes ready for Fargo, and we haven't been doing anything. Like, you think they're going to listen to us? No. Like, they, they we weren't there for him. Right. You know, and nor are we going to be sharp in what we say or what we do. Yep. I 100%, man. Like, that's that's exactly it. So, um, you know, with that, like, so I've been doing like some some looking online. Like, so there's only so much time that we can expect. Like these kids, or expect anybody just to be like, uh, you know, working out or studying wrestling. Like I get it. Like yeah, you know, people aren't crazy. So I I did this and I found this little a uh, top ten list of things that you can do at your home, but that that's not just sit around and and play Call of Duty or Fortnite. Yeah. So yeah. So, so there's this top ten list, and it's on. I found it on the Philadelphia Inquirer, and the first one is to take virtual tour of museums locally and around the world. So there's this site, and you go to Google Arts and Culture, and you can literally like do virtual tours of museums all around the country or all around the world. That's interesting. That's kind of wild. I don't know. I don't know that Jordan's going to want to sit through any of that, but <laughs> maybe. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. <laughs> um, number two, like at-home at workouts, like obviously, like, right. you know, we posted one last night. Um, you can have a fancy picnic in your living room okay. uh, while while supporting a local restaurant. Um, so, yeah, a lot of, like, what, like Grubhub and all those people that are doing, like, uh, no contact drop offs. You order some order some takeout, set yourself up in the living room, have a little uh, you know, chill session. Um, host an online concert or jam session. Um, that's not me. I don't do you play any instruments, Joey? Have you ever played any instruments? Uh no. I actually actually like when I was in second grade I played in the um the band and it was like second grade literally and during this during the concert like I had one part and it was like if you're happy you know it clap your hands and I was like the big drum in the background that went boom boom but I told my parents I had a solo so they were all excited like wow he learned something and all that did in the background did it twice like over and over again but that was my only time I ever did it that's pretty dope like I I have so my senior year I needed a uh, performing arts credit so so going into my senior year so right before junior year ended they had uh, tryouts for drama class. And, like, uh, you know, like, you had to do, like, a monologue. 
And so I'm like, I'm for sure getting in. Like, you know, this small town Quincy, like my class is 70 freaking kids. Like I'm going to get into the drama class. Eh, wrong. You're a failure. You don't get in. And so I'm like, dude, I can't go to, I can't go to a state school now because I don't have a performing arts. So I go and I talk to the, uh, the band teacher and I'm like, dude, like, what can I do? Like, I'll clean your instrument. I don't know, like, what what I can do. He's like, just sign up for jazz band. I'm like, deal. And so I sign up for jazz band, and he, he sits me in the back and gives me a bongo jump. He's like, you literally can't mess up any song we play. He's like, just do whatever you want. Just hit these drums. And I had And the deal was I had to do the winter in the spring concert like in front of a bunch of people so my parents my whole family thought it was hilarious they showed up just loving it just clowning me taking videos it was a, it was hilarious so yeah my 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 uh my claim to fame for mu- music career is my jazz band life well at least you didn't get a c minus in the dance class in college no you got in dance class what kind of dance I got I took a modern dance because uh, all my friends were like, hey man, like you should take this one teacher. She's real easy, like you know she's she's awesome. And I guess like this is when I was at Lockhaven. I was still wrestling, and um, this was when I actually just got the starting spot. So it might have been the spring session of my sophomore year. And they're like, dude, it's a piece of cake. All you got to do is show up. You just dance around. Like, you'll be the only dude in the class. So, like, just, like, goof around, you know? Like, there's, no <laughs> one, there's no one judging you. Like, there's not going to be any, like, big football players in there or anything. Like, so I walk in and, like, it was, like, two of my boys that were in it and then, like, three big football players. And I was like, what? And I, like, I turned around and I was like, you know, he told me there's going to be, like, no dudes in here. Like, I don't want no videos of me, like, creeping around, like, trying to <laughs> dance. So I do this dance class. I'm horrible. I'm cutting I'm cutting weight. I'm, like, miserable. Like, I, like I'm dancing on match days. I'm like, this sucks, man. Like, I'm going in my feet are sore because I'm trying to point my toes all the time. I'm like, <laughs> and then we do this big um, audition. And... I don't know what happened, man, but I was just not on my game, and I was just, like, I almost dropped this chick, and, like, all my boys were, like, front row, like, taking videos of me, just clowning me. I was like, oh, this is awful, and I had to wear, like, these tights, too. Like, it literally looked like I was ready for a jiu-jitsu match, like, what they had me wearing. Oh, that is great. If anybody out there has videos of Joey in his dance class, please send them to us. <laughs> So we can reenact those because that sounds phenomenal. And actually the worst part about it was the girl I kept having to work with, she was a foreign exchange student from Spain. And <laughs> whenever she was like panicked about like telling me what to do, she said it in Spanish. So I had no, she was this girl's like barking at me in Spanish. I have no idea what she's saying. And I'm like, you know, just lost. Like, so she's <laughs> flustering me even more. Like, oh, it's so bad. Oh, that's so bad. That's classic. Anyway, we can keep going with that. So so next is uh, hosting an online dinner party, happy hour hangout. So, like, just FaceTime with your homies and have some drinks. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I kind of do that with my girlfriend already. Like, just FaceTime while I'm eating dinner. Hope that they're eating dinner at the same time. Yeah. 
um, get some fresh air. So go outside. Yeah. And, and that's a big misconception right now. Just because you have to be in quarantine doesn't mean you, you can't go out and get, like, a nice hike in. Yeah. You, know? and you can still yeah. go out and hit a job. Like, just don't be, like, sneezing in other people's faces or coughing, like, right. while you're passing people. Like, you can still be outside. You just can't go into, like, close quarters. I know yeah. everyone's like, I'm so bored. Like, you know, I, I can't work out. I can't do this. I'm like, dude, you can still go for a job. Like, after this, I'm probably going to go for a job. Do I like running? No, but I've, have I been barred all, bored all day? Yes, so I'm gonna do it. Right, and I and yeah, and that's like it's that's so true. And like we live in such a beautiful place where there's countless places to hike. Like this snow kind of hit at a really bad time because it kind of like trapped Awful. us in, inside. But now like it's getting nice out. The snow's starting to melt, so like, like we'll be hiking. Like me and Teresa and Jordan will be hiking for sure as much as we possibly can. And and just like you said, like, you can't lift weights right now. You can't really wrestle right now. So, you know, get out of your comfort zone. Go run. Like, that's something that, you know, it will, it will challenge you. And, you know, you might, you know, you might end up, you know, liking it or might end up, you know, getting really good at it, you know, and, and that'll just add. So when you come back to wrestling or when you come back to, to lifting or, you know, jujitsu, you know, you're going to be in a, a, a better place because yeah. of it rather than sit on your ass and not do anything and you know what it's probably going to be the only time you do enjoy it right. yeah i mean but, but or it's it the only thing or you it can could, do yeah or it could you know spring something in you and and absolutely you know you just you become joey the marathon man oh, who knows who knows <laughs> actually one of my friends runs uh ultra marathons and he got into it because he uh he wrestled at west virginia um, his name's Evan Birdie. He's if you guys can look him up, he does like these crazy runs, like over a hundred miles. Golly, and, um, like crazy stuff. And I lifeguard with him. He's been one of my best friends since uh, since I uh, <clears throat> since I started wrestling. I actually convinced him to wrestle because he's on my baseball team, and he wound up uh, being a two-time two-time uh, state qualifier. And then um, he wrestled at West Virginia for a bit, and then <clears throat> he came home and. When he didn't go back to school, he got into running because he was so bored when there wasn't wrestling season. So he got into these crazy marathons, and he's he's actually sponsored by a few things. And I believe, and uh, you know, he'll wake up before we lifeguard. I lifeguard in the summer at Point Pleasant Beach in in Jersey, and uh, he'll uh, he'll wake up before we even report to uh, the headquarters, and he he ran like twenty five miles. You know, Jesus. like yeah. crazy stuff, but that's what sprung him into it. Yeah, yeah, those ultra marathon people, those there's some next level. Like that's mental toughness that it's all ultimate. Like I, I can't imagine. I ran a half a marathon one time, and I was so immensely bored, and I just like, th- yeah, I never wanted to do it again. Like, yeah. and I'll, I'll get out and I'll run like every once in a while, and I'll, I'll do you know intervals, but dude, ultras like, ugh, get out of here. Yeah, my mom runs marathons. And- I actually, actually, um, I actually got into running because of her, and she kind of gave me, um, like, because I would be cutting a lot of weight. I cut a lot of weight in high school and college, probably more in high school than I did in college too. Yeah. And uh, she was like my running partner, and she kind of got me into it. See, that's dope. That's that's cool that she she was down to to run and cut weight with you. Well, she wasn't cutting the weight, but she was definitely running, like running way more than me. 
Like, would <laughs> do the loop, drop me off, and then keep going. <laughs> She's like, you're good. I'm out. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, all right, so next, get crafty. So, like, at-home, do-yourself projects. I That's not something that yeah, I'll be I'm getting sure. into. I'm horrible with it. Yep. Um, try that recipe. So, like, start cooking. I don't know. I, we, we cook most of our meals anyway, so uh, I don't see, like, that's, that's kind of just what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, dive into a good book. So, I, I've been saying this ever since, like, the, this whole thing happened. I'm like, yeah, like find some good books, make sure like the biggest, the thing, the reason that I'm saying it is because there's so much negativity and so much BS on the news and on the internet and on Facebook. And if you just sit there and listen to that crap and watch that stuff, you're going to go nuts, like straight up. You're going to go crazy. And so like surrounded, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a book, whether, you know, it's good music, like, just make sure you're listening to the things that are going to to help you keep a, a clear head. Yeah, the um, news right the the news right now is not going to do that. No, exactly. It's I yeah, that's it's, the worst thing you can do if you're an athlete or if you're anyone. You know, just vegging. That's just not good to to be invested into. No, um, start spring cleaning. So that I mean. Yeah, that's probably a good good idea around here. I need to yeah, I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that. Get it get started early. Um, get your go shopping, buy local online. So that's good. I know there's a lot of people I've seen. You know, it's kind of hard, I guess, because local businesses are pretty much shut down. But if there's an online store for them, you know, that's something a good way to to support those those folks. I know. You know, as a small business right now, that's under, you know, it's, it's, you know, it goes a long ways. Um, next podcast, like we already talked about that pretty much. Oh, and then this last one, this is a pretty dope one. It's get smarter with a free class from an Ivy League school. So Dartmouth, wow. uh, Cornell, Harvard have uh, free classes, over 300 free online classes. You go to classcentral.com and search Yale alone for courses on anatomy, classical music, global financial crisis, Roman architecture, and beyond. So, like, yeah, get smarter. It's free. Wow, that's crazy. That's, yeah, I, did, I had no idea. but Well, if I wasn't in grad school right now, I'd, I'd probably be doing that. But I guess University of Phoenix doesn't make it on that list, huh? Nah, not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna enroll Jordan in some classes. Let's see, start his Ivy League education. I don't see why not. Ask ask your brother what, what classes he should be taking. I don't even think my brother knows what class he's taking. <laughs> to be completely honest, they were like uh, Ivy League was like the first one that shut everything down for NCAA or anything like that. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, and actually, Ivy League. Um, I don't know if they did this with other conferences, but Ivy League. Basketball crowned a champ without even starting the tournament. Really, I didn't know that. I yeah, that. they they crowned. I think it was men. It was Yale and it was Princeton. I don't know if it was boys or girls. Which one was boys or girls? But 
they crowned them. And then the Penn coaches were actually wanting to speak up and were like, this, are, this is ridiculous. Like, how can you just crown someone, you know? And that makes me thinking, I want to pick your brain about it. Like, where does NCAA go? Like, Dude. where where do they go for all those athletes? Like, can you imagine being, like, Mark Hall or Vincenzo Joseph, like, that just had their career ripped from them? And it's like, now what? You know, like, I have some boys at Lock Haven that weren't necessarily – at that level, but they were, they all qualified and they were, one of them was an All-American and I'm sure the other, the other few could All-American, you know? Well, look, I mean, just for a perfect example, like where, what, what seed was, um, homeboy 49 pounder that made the finals against Zane? What seed was he? I would like to say, uh, Ronnie Perry was the 15th seed, I think. Something he like that. Yeah. in the second round. So I think like, that's it. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's what kills me is those guys that, you know, were those you know, tried, se- you know? those senior guys that, you know, came in as the, the 14th, 15th. Like, those, all, you, there's always those stories every single year of those, you know, low, low seeds making, you know, deep runs. And, and you know, whether it's Tariq Wilson or Ronnie Perry or any of these other guys, like, you see it happen all the time. And, and so we'll never get that. You know, and, and I don't know what the NCAA does. I think it's going to be really hard to give that year back just because scholarship and freaking, you know, do they have to take courses again? You know, what? how do you divide the money up? Like, all those kind of things. Like, Well, I got a – I got – I put up, like, a question and answer thing on my Instagram one day. Um, it was actually right after practice. I was actually talking to some of our um, – our athletes about it you know I was just like how do we you know before practice I was like if you don't have a why of why you're here right now and you're just here to be here like I want you to think about all those kids that are done now and put all their life into it and are done like if you can't do it for yourself right now do it for them and I think that message hit home with them because they all you know they're all kind of quiet after it while they're warming up and you know usually are we don't, we're not too strict on talking during warm-ups, you know, right. so, but none of them were really talking, you know, and it was, it was pretty, it's pretty quiet, and uh, I think it hit home for them, and the thing is, like, I don't know where you go from there, you know, and I asked Instagram, like, does anyone have any ideas, and, you know, you have some people that were like, you know, get over it, you know, you're, you're there for, for school, <laughs> okay, I get it, like, because in reality, you when I stepped on that podium and I, I would, you know, I got my award. And then the second I stepped off, I was like, I went to my coach and I was like, all right, what now? You know, right. like that they're any, any of those seniors are going to have to face that anyway after the weekend. But, you know, it's still yeah. a question that they're going to have to answer. And I got a few answers. Like you should have a five pound allowance. NCAA should grant, um, cause NCAA has billions of money, billions of dollars, you know, so they yeah. should pay for a portion of their school if they can't afford scholarship or, you know, like I, I got some ideas, but none of them were like clear cut, like this is what we need to do. And I feel like if the NCAA were to do it, they to pick something, they kind of miss the, I don't know. I feel like it's too late now. Yeah. I mean, it, it would be dope to just like, yo, like let's all meet up and in July or meet up in, in August before school starts and just ha- hash this, whole thing out yeah you know um but think about those training camps if we did that in like august or 
or September, think about all those training camps. Like you would get like really good, like kids are going to be focusing all summer long on something, you know, it's like kind of like the Olympics almost like. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That would be, that'd be crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I hope they get an answer. I did. And we did post that, uh, that article that they did, uh, of Mark Hall and kind of his, his feelings towards, you know, his career and his situation and, and having it end the way it ended. And, you know, just, it's, it's crazy how, you know, that article put, it just puts it in perspective, you know, cause he, all he talks about, like, he's like, I could complain right now. It'd be very easy. It'd, it'd be justified for me to complain that I didn't get to um, compete for my neck, my, my national title this year. It, it would be, you know, easy to, to talk about all these other things. But the only thing that I really want to talk about is how grateful I am. And I mean, if that doesn't, if that doesn't just, you know, show you how great his mentality is and, and if you can't root for that and if you can't, you know, take a lesson from that, as it doesn't matter whether, whether you, you know, doesn't, whether you're, you know, you, you wrestle or not if you can't take something away from that and, and understand that, you know, we all have something to be grateful for. We all have great things in our life. And sometimes, you know, like we talked about the very beginning, like if, if we can't remember the things that we're grateful for, when we fall short of reaching our goals, it's going to hurt us very badly. And it's going yeah. to take us out of, out of rhythm and it's going to take opportunities away from us because we're sitting there feeling sorry for us, ourselves. But if we can remember to be grateful and if we can remember to be, you know, thankful for every opportunity that we have, whether it's good or bad, then, you know, we're going to be setting ourselves up for, for some pretty good, pretty good things to, to come our way, man. Absolutely. And the thing is like, I think, you know, Especially, I I don't know, I feel like I was hard on myself a lot when growing up and even now. And I think the first thing you think about when when you fall short of something or something gets taken from you, your first reaction is like, F this. You know, it's not, it's not looking, looking back and being like, dang, that was awesome. You know, like I would pay money to do it again. But my first reaction was like, I don't know, with anything I fell short of, it was like, screw this, I'm done. You know, like, I don't want it. But then thinking about it like honestly I would do anything to go back and you know be wrestling for lock even lock even like just to be miserable again not back on that <laughs> you know and it's something that a lot of people don't realize is you don't, you always want what you can't have so you and, and you're never gonna always have everything you want so you might as well just be grateful you know absolutely man and yeah I think that's that's our that's the message and that's what I I'm gonna continue to, to stress and push and hope that everybody else can can jump on board and rally with me. Um and us, you know, like I we're we're on the freaking same squad here and we're in the same same boat. I know that. That's why that's why we're we're in this thing together and, and pushing forward and making the most out of out of a out of a crummy situation. But, you know, if if anybody can get get through it, I think it's it's the wrestling community, it's it's wrestlers, it's you know the 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 people in in our lives and in our circles that 
have, you know, continuously pushed forward, you know, through thick and thin and, and got gotten to the point that they're at right now. So uh, I'm still fired up, you know, I'm still, I'm still ready to, to, to make, make something great happen. And, and no matter when or where it, it's going to come, it's going to happen. And, and we're going to freaking, we're going to do it, bro. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm excited for after this just to get the ball rolling again, and I'm excited, man. Like we're we're on the rise, and I think that we're in the right place to do it. And something that a lot of people don't realize is, um, you know, Nevada doesn't have too many clubs, you know. And the thing is, uh, you go into New Jersey, you go to Pennsylvania, like there's a there's a a wrestling club off of every exit of the highway. Right, right, yeah. You know, there's only a few here, so you know we're ready to take over, and we're pumping it. It's not, it's not about quality or quantity of our club; it's quality. And I think that's the biggest thing that I appreciate about what we have going is, you know, we don't have, and the, the bottom line is we don't have quantity. But you better believe, like we have some of the top-notch quality. Like, yeah. we, I don't know many other clubs that have two college all-Americans in the country. Right. You know, the only other club that I can think about would be Shorting. But that's also a club that's been established for, you know, I would say over 20 years. So we got something good on the horizon, man. I appreciate you having me on board. Of course, man. I appreciate you being on board. And, and uh, yeah, we'll just keep plugging away one day at a time, man. You, you got anything else you want to share or anything? I think, you know, I, I would say the plan moving forward is just to – to do these kind of podcasts, maybe do some Q and A's or something on, on the podcast. We'll send out some some links and and get some questions, and we'll start answering and just just having fun with this this podcast thing and, and staying in contact with everybody and and just, just absolutely keep spreading was, good, good good vibes. Yeah, and I was thinking that you know I have a lot of connections with with my friends that I've come across and wrestling and i was thinking about we maybe we can get some of those guys on like you Dude, know maybe sit in like ronnie barrier call or dan neff or you know Vinny santanello who's the head coach of short thing we can pick his brain or cliff fretwell you know yeah i think we can i think we can really expand on this and just hope that our kids follow our lead that's a great plan i love it man well i appreciate you joey you have a wonderful rest of the day my friend you too, my man. I guess uh, I would say talk to you soon, but I'll probably be talking to you later tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll talk in a bit, man. All right, boss. Have a good one. All right, you too. Bye.